Good morning. It's a true delight and joy to be in the presence of our dear Lord once more. After realizing what's going on in the scene around us, it is good to get away, as it were, even if it's for a few minutes to be alone with the Lord. This is what the Lord would desire when we come together to focus on Him. We have read a few verses this morning regarding the way the Father looked at His Son and He the way he, you know, placed the, the order where he places his son. We're just going to read a, the verse again, a few verses from Matthew 17, and, which, and a few more scriptures where we can expand a little more on the subject so we can have a better picture of what the Father is trying to say. Matthew 17 I read verse 4 again, 4 and 5. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elias. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, And behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. I'm going to read in the Gospel of John. Gospel of John, chapter 17. That's the Lord's prayer to his father before he left the scene, before he went to the cross. John chapter 17. Now just a few verses from there. John 17, 1. These words spake Jesus and lifted up, up his eyes unto heaven and said, Father, the hour is come Glorify thy Son, that thy Son may also glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is eternal life, that they might know know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Verse 4, he says, I have glorified thee on the earth, I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. And we're going to read another passage in the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 2, 
go to Philippines chapter 2. Trying to find a verse. We're gonna read from. Uh, let's see where. Verse five to verse ten, Philippians chapter two, five to ten. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. And took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Verse 9 Wherefore God hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So here we are seeing a trend here. God loves his son. He put him at the highest there could be. There is no man to be compared to the Lord Jesus. And God will not have it that anyone be compared. As great as Moses and Elias was and is, God used them mightily during their time. But he used them for that purpose but not to be compared with his son. So when Peter said it was good to be here, it would have been good if he had stopped talking. But you know men, we like to talk, right? So we keep going. And then that's where we get in trouble sometimes, our mouth. But as we have read in the picture before, they were knocked down by some, a lodge, maybe lightning, thunder, who knows. But they were flat on the ground, unconscious that's what happens sometimes when we don't you know realize who God is we are very much unconscious to the things spiritual things but knowing the merciful Savior that we have the Lord Jesus he's a humble person he, he went and he wake them up and what happened when they woke up? There was no Elias, there was no Moses. Isn't this the way God wants it? Even this morning? To just for us to see his son. The one whom he loves. The darling of his bosom. The one who he allowed to come down into this scene, this sinful and sin cursed earth, to give his very life for us. He's the one that we need to see. And you know, when they crucified the Lord, they thought that was the end of him. Okay, we got rid of him now. 
Wasn't that the thought? And we've read in another passage which I didn't read today that they put a stone, even after they buried him, they put a huge stone that no man could move before the sepulchre. So that means we got to keep him in that grave. It was very important to the devil to keep the Lord Jesus in that grave. Because had he not come out of that grave, we wouldn't have any hope today. The power came when, on the third day when the stone was rolled away. And not a corpse. People didn't have to go in to move a corpse. The Lord Jesus himself came out of that in full life. He was risen. And we have read over in uh, Philippians that God has highly exalted him now after a work well done. So we see Jesus today, this morning, no longer in the grave, no longer on the cross, no longer with a crown of thorns, no longer with those nails in his hands, no longer in the grave clothes, but we see him high and lifted up, highly exalted. And if we've read, he's given him a name that's above every name. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. Now I'm very glad that at some point in my life a while ago that I came to the realization of this. And I found out the true importance of the blessed Lord Jesus and his death. That it was for me that he died. And I gave my heart to him. And I can guarantee you there's no regrets ever since. Today I can rejoice and know that in a soon and coming day I will be exalted with him. Now the question is, can we all say this this morning? If the Lord should come right now. You know the Lord is merciful, but you know there is a time frame that is given for us to accept this fact and come to the realization that he is Lord and he is the only Savior. If we allow God to, you know, bring us before him in judgment, if we wait until that time, it's going to be too late. The Lord Jesus cannot help you. He can help you today because today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow is promised to no man or woman nor child. So I trust that this morning we have actually looked at the Lord Jesus. Not through natural eyes, but through spiritual eyes. Our hearts have been touched by his love, been touched by his mercies, been touched by his sacrifice. As we remember him in the emblems this morning, the bread which signify his body which was given and bruised for us, battered, bruised, and hung on a cruel cross, and the wine which signified the blood which paid for our redemption. You know, we saw these wounds, his head, his hands, his side, and his feet. The precious blood, the redeeming blood. There's a passage in the scripture where once the Lord said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. This blood has been applied to the hearts of every soul which would come to the Lord Jesus to say Lord I acknowledge I'm a sinner 
I believe that you have died for my sins. I humbly confess thee as Lord and accept you as my Savior. There and then the blood will be applied to your heart. So I hope and trust that each one has that blood applied. And if you haven't, today is a great opportunity to start a day, a new day, a new life that will lead us to eternity. I hope and trust that this morning we have been encouraged and blessed. And as the few thoughts go forth, I pray that the Holy Spirit will use it as he desires. Thank you for listening and have a good week. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen.